Welcome back to Industry Change. And today here I'm in Malaysia and I've got a really special guest today for you guys. Uh, Jason Campbell, welcome. Hi, thanks. Uh, well, I'm in your office, so, so we'll reverse that. And the reason why I wanted to bring Jason on the show is because we're in a, a company called Mind Valley, and, and their mission is pushing hum, humanity forward through education. And I really thought that I wanted to touch on the topic um, of, of really sales. And I know that Jason, does, you do a whole heap of different roles <laughs> in this place. Yeah. So I thought you'd be the best one to really dig deep to figure out. Um, you know, the, the new process of sales, and I, I mm. love the concept that you teach around sales, and love the concept that Mind Valley does with education. And mm. so I wanted to, like, let's just place the viewers where we're at and, and what Mind Valley is, first of all, and then we might go a bit deeper into uh, your bit of speciality there. Sure. Well, you know, before I even get into the specifics of me, I mean, pushing humanity forward, every time we say that as a company, people go like, well, we still don't know what you do as a company. Mm. Um, so the best way we define it is we're a company that recognizes that there's a gap in education. Like most people who went through the traditional schooling system say, hey, something didn't feel right. I went to college, I went to university, but I didn't really learn how to live an extraordinary life. Like yep. typically it'll be a focus on skills, etc. And what we noticed is there are four major gaps in education. The first one was no training about the mind. And so Mind Valley actually went to, actually started with doing a lot of training around meditation, visualization, understanding that the mind is a powerful tool that you should train and you should master because once you do that, it facilitates a lot more aspects within your life to move yep. towards the other three gaps. The second one being the body. I know a lot of people that watch the show are in the health, yeah. wellness niche, you know, nutrition, you know, fitness. There's a lot of change in that industry, a lot of new information coming out. Definitely. And so we're actually trying to make sure people are aware of the latest information so that they can live their lives with the full capabilities that this body provides. And so we bring that kind of education as well. Um, one aspect of learning that's mostly neglected in today's age, if you are not very much involved in a religious practice, is spirituality. A lot of people are questioning what is their spiritual identity, what's the purpose of life. And so we're bringing a lot of new models to awareness for people that maybe want to complement their religion, maybe want to replace what their beliefs are around yep. their own religion. So we bring a lot of spiritual teachings. You're talking chakras, meridians, energy work. It's things that you're starting to see surface more and more, and we want to bring more awareness to that. What is the reason we're on this space, right? Yeah. Um, and the final space is the one I'm personally most passionate about, which is impact. And I choose the word impact because everybody does something on this planet through their work, through building businesses, as a freelancer, as a volunteer, but we all are put on this earth to make it a better place for the next generation. And we call that impact. And so we want to bring the types of training so people have that kind of success mindset. Understand the skills that are required to do better at whatever it is that you do. Um, so Mind Valley recognizes those four gaps and we partner with the best teachers in the world to bring these kinds of education through online and offline means. Um, offline being events such as AFES, which I know you've had a chance to attend. Yep, definitely. Um, being an event in, uh, in, in different <laughs> places around the world. It's, and it's always around the world different in, in exotic locations. Yeah, we, we take like three to 400 pre extraordinary people to really see if we take some influencers together, teach them these four gaps and make sure that they're well equipped to go and make ripple effects around the world because they all have ranges yep. of influence. So we do that through offline events. And one of the things we've actually done really well at Mind Valley to bring these teachers, bring this education is we're actually extremely good at selling and marketing these concepts. Mm. And you know, I, I, I don't say this lightly and I say this enthusiastically because if you want to make an impact in the world, your ability to market and sell whatever it is that you do is going to be critical to the level of impact that you will make. Yeah, well, let's talk about that. Uh, and before we do so, um, can we just, just quickly reframe about 
you know, when uh, Mindvalley was started. Mm. Uh, let's talk about the founder just quickly, just so we can reframe our audience as well. Yeah. And the mission to why start this for. Yeah, I mean, Vishen Lakiani is the founder of Mindvalley, and uh, he's my boss, an incredible man. What he has in mind right now is to push humanity forward, yep. impact a billion lives. And it starts. A billion lives. A billion. Yeah. And, yep. you know, some people might say, well, that's a crazy goal. But fact is, communication channels are becoming more and more scalable. The ways that you can reach people is becoming easier and easier. And I feel that in the next 10 years, that will not be an extraordinary feat. But if we can do it and bring the right kind of methodologies and the right kind of training for the people, it will make the world a better place. And, and then, then I want to go back into the sales process because when you're impacting a billion lives, yeah. uh, automatically, I think things already start to shift when you say that. Like, yeah. I'm impacting a billion lives. And then we talk about sales. Now, yeah. impact a billion lives, there's obviously different ways to do that. Mm-hmm. One of the ways is to make sure your education pieces come to those people, I'm assuming. Yes. And and how you do that is you have to be great at impacting those people with your message. Yes. And that has to be done through sales. Yes. Is that correct? Yes. And I mean, if you look at the industry that's trying to educate people, your, your choices, if you look back, like let's say 50 years sure. from now, your choices were you go through the traditional education models or you might be someone that goes into seminars, yep. uh, you might be reading a book. You know, they're very transactional pieces and it wasn't, it wasn't as easy to reach the masses as it was when the big wave of the internet happened. Mm. And so when the internet happened, like you used to be, have to go one-to-one to sale, to influence. You had to get people in a physical room. Now with the birth of the internet, you're seeing that information can reach the, around the world so much quicker. And you have these amazing platforms to get audience uh, attention. I mean, attention is hard to get, but if you're able to understand that your message needs to be promoted. And this is the biggest thing that gives me power working here at Mindvalley is the fact that I understand that every time I put in that extra effort into the sales and marketing, that's an extra person that I can impact with a positive education model to bring it's in It's a really great way to look at it. Right? If I put that extra energy in, I'm going to be impacting more people. Exactly. So I will not hesitate. I mean, that's why I go to Google and we run AdWords. I mean, we're running budgets that would scare probably most of the audience here. Yeah. Um, we partner with Google. We're one of their biggest advertisers here in Southeast Asia. Same with Facebook. We run sponsored ads. We advertise like crazy and people are like well why do you focus so much on advertising mm. well if you want to get to a billion guess what you need to make sure that people know that you exist that's, so, that's such a good point because I, I think that um, you know possibly the, the market thinks that because you, you're going to hit those numbers and you, you want to make those sales it's organically going to come mm. and, and, but, but you're not saying that you're saying I'm going out there and I'm screaming the loudest through all the all the platforms that are going to reach a billion people. Absolutely. And you know, even if you say you're going to do it organic, well, guess what? That is a sales strategy. If you say you're going to go organic, well, guess what? Your sales strategy is I'm going to provide as much value up front through content, and that will naturally get people to understand that I do provide value. So guess what? If you do have a paid offer, then they'll naturally want to take that next step. So it's just another sales strategy. That's a really great great insight there to understand that, you know, to get reach out people that cost the money. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about, um, you did a great talk at one of the Awesomeness Fest events mm-hmm. and uh, these Awesomeness Fest events, just to, to recap, are events to bring uh, entrepreneurs and business owners together mm-hmm. uh, to really collaborate uh, the kind of that wave of, of, of the future. Yep. So uh, what I did is, uh, this was actually in Croatia back in 2015 mm-hmm. um, and I got on stage and what happens is you have all these extraordinary people in the room and yep. guess what? Even the people that have million-dollar businesses, a lot of them still have a big hesitation when it comes to sales. Mm. It's just it's it's this thing that's become taboo. And guess what? It's the salesperson's fault. There's too many salespeople that. Ah, uh, so, so what you're <laughs> saying is salespeople have killed the industry, uh, yeah? 
They have. Oh, I've heard that saying with marketers. Marketers kill every single process that comes. So everything, things well. <laughs> everything that comes out will be good until marketers starts playing with yeah. it. But guess what? It's just that, let's say you have a whole, like a thousand salespeople, right? Yep. It only takes five or 1% of them to actually decide to cross the line and do the bad mm. things to rotten it for everyone else. Mm. Um, so I say that because guess what? People that have businesses still have that negative feeling or that negative association with sales. Oh, sales, that's manipulative. Oh, sales, that's, that's something. It's like a necessary evil to be able to continue my business and get people sure. on board. Sure. And I think that's like the worst premise you could ever have around sales because I, I'm, I'm a salesperson. And like I said, I wear many, many hats. I, I'm one of the co-hosts here at Valley, and I also am the VP for events. So one of the biggest things I do is ensure that I can fill up the rooms such as AFES, et cetera. And to me, my premise around sales is it, it's actually a bit more of a... Um, Call it a spiritual or a, some people even use the word woo-woo way to describe it. And I'm yep. pretty sure no salespeople's <laughs> ever defined it this way. No, but I haven't heard of <laughs> so, so look at this, guys. If you want to have, uh, if you want to, you know, remove a rule, which is like a, a bullshit rule that sales is evil, right? Yep. And you want to position a premise that's very empowering, right? Here's how I define sales. Sales is an energy exchange between two conscious human beings. Or actually, take away the human beings. Two conscious beings. Yep. That's an important difference, I'll tell you in a minute. When the amount of energy that you give is more than what you ask in return, selling becomes the, great, the act of greatest love and care. So I'm going to repeat that. Sales is an energy exchange between two conscious beings. When the sum of the energy that you provide is more than what you ask in return, then it becomes the act of greatest love and care. And there's a few key points that I want to break down while we do this. First off, I do call it conscious beings because guess what? Sometimes you want to train a dog to do certain actions and that's a conscious being. And that interaction you're going to have with them is going to be an energy exchange. They are conscious. You're going to try to use the tactics necessary to maybe potty train a dog. And the fact is that's a sales process as well. Now, the thing is, is I call it energy. I don't use money, I don't use product, I call it energy. And energy is the sum of everything. You're talking about time, you're talking about money, you're talking about the product or service that was put together required the time and the money, the materials, all of that is energy. And the final one that I add on top of that layer of energy is actually emotion. Mm. And that emotion is actually probably the most important part because here's the thing. The majority of people that operate in a sales perspective typically might be operating from an energy level that is, maybe it's, maybe it's guilt, maybe it's mm. shame. And, and you know these people that yep. come into a sales interaction and they're like, they're hesitant. Like, they don't even want to sell you. They're, they're kind of hesitant and you'll feel it. You'll feel that. And do you find those people that are sometimes sales people or they the owners of a business possibly in trying to sell? That second one. Mm. Sales people typically will be operating from one that, might, that actually is much more dangerous. I call it pride. So some people that are very good at sales are in love with themselves and they're in love with the process of selling. And what happens is they start operating from a pride energy level and that's the most destructive type of sale. That's your one to 5% that ruins it for everyone else. And so what happens when you operate from pride is you don't have love for one of the most critical parts of the sale, which is love for your prospect, love Mm, for your customer. mm, Yes, that's great Uh, points. And so at the end of the talk, I do say that if you want to be a great salesperson, a type of salesperson that makes the world a better place for every single transaction that you make, you need the three loves, the love for yourself. And that's the one that, you know, a lot of people have limiting beliefs around sales because they don't even have love for themselves. Mm. And so when they feel that they're making an exchange, they're selling something and collecting a commission for it, they don't feel they deserve it. Right. So when they feel they don't deserve it, well, guess what? Every sales interaction 
eats them away. It, like they, they feel like, oh, this was wrong. And then every time you do that, the person you're interacting with feels it. Because they're not loving themselves. Right. Yeah. So if you're not even loving yourself, you're going to hesitate on every sales scenario. And now, you, if, if what you're selling, which is the second love, the love for your product, if what you're selling is truly something that makes humanity a better place, you're selling something that is going to get people to have results with their body, it will, or it's, it's some nutrition plan that will actually get the results, give more energy, longer life to people, how could you not do everything possible to make sure that people understand what it's going to do for them? Yeah, that's a really great point because, I mean, we have a lot of uh, health, wellness, and, and kind of lifestyle people on our, on our channels and, and our interaction, and they're, they're delivering the, the greatest products and services yeah. that you can actually deliver to, 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 to longevity of life. What a selfish person that doesn't want to sell it. Mm, Think like about that. that. If, like you that. Are, if you truly have a product that's amazing, and I'm a, I'll say I hope all of you are, because when I talk about product, I say there's two schools of thoughts. If you're not in love with your product, there's one school of thought that says fake it till you make it. Mm. I don't like that one. Yep. I say instead fix your product. Fix your product. Fix your product. It's, Back to basics. It's easy, okay? If you're not selling something you're absolutely proud of, take the time to fix your product because every sale you'll make will make the world a worse yeah, place. I think that's a really great point to, uh, to to really resonate there is fix the product, don't fake it till you make it. Right. And then, and then that love will come out of that product. You got it. Now, once you know you have the love for the product, how dare you not sell it? Mm. How dare you keep that knowledge to yourself? How dare you prevent people from understanding the value that you provide to them, especially because if the energy exchange you're doing, which I'm saying you are charging something, putting in the resources, the energy, and what you're charging for that from that person's time, that person's money, yep. is less than what you're giving them. You're basically creating energy for every transaction more. You're making the world abundant. You're making renewable energy here because you're saying, listen, it's 100 bucks, but let's say the real value, like the true value of what it gives is 300 bucks, but you're charging 100. Then every time you make a sale, you're making the world a better place. What, what about, you know, we flip that and some viewers are going, well, okay, that sounds great, but I don't, I'm working for somebody. I don't mm. love their product. What do I do? You need to seriously go have a conversation with that CEO. If there is truly something that yeah. you don't feel right about what's being sold, you need to have a serious conversation with the CEO. And you need to say, listen, I am full on for selling this product or service if it's the right kind of product or service. Sure. If you feel the marketing is disaligned, it is your job to be kind of an internal whistleblower to make sure your CEO understands how you feel. And guess what? If you recognize that the CEO or the founder, whoever's the manager you have that conversation yep. with, and they say, ah, don't worry about it, just go out there and sell it. Do you want to be part of an organization like that? So starting to, starting to uh, make sure you do have alignment with what you're doing. Absolutely. And guess what? I mean, this is a sensitive topic, and we've actually talked about this, where it's like, if you're a salesperson, are you responsible and accountable for every sale that you make? The fact is, there's a piece of you that goes into every sale. Sure. And I call that the emotion again. And, you know, we talked about the shame and the guilt. And I'm not proud of every single sale I've made in my life. I'm yep. not. I mean, in my early 20s, you're a little ignorant. I was that proud salesperson. I've sure. went through that. And, you know, I look back and I had this process where I started selling to people. And these were coaching packages for real estate education. And... Yep. After I did a couple, you know, my CEO came to me. He's like, that's great. You just closed $200,000 in sales. And I'm like, this, this, this is not cool. Mm. Like, I did, like, guess what? I'm the one who bridged the gap when the value that I gave was actually less than what I asked. What bridged that gap was my emotional strain. Mm. And I had to, like, I got out of that. So th these are really good points. So, so what you're saying really is, is, is for longevity. Now that, I guess, you're saying the internet... It, the internet's pretty much flattened everything. Oh, yeah. We have all these... Everybody has the same opportunities now. Yep. Um, 
the one that's going to spend the more and there's going to the, the company is going to be more successful the ones that have that bigger vision mm-hmm. that that want to reach those people yep. that are willing to uh, market their product and then be able to sell their product uh, with integrity and yep. with love. Yes. Not just pushing, pushing, pushing. Well, there's, there's a, I believe it's Ryan Dice that talked about this. He said, whoever spends the most to acquire the customer wins the game. Yep. And that's a very solid sure. marketing methodology and I do agree with that. But here's the thing. Whoever spends the most to acquire the customer will win the transaction. Mm-hmm. The difference with the internet is as much as you have now much more power to reach everybody, Everybody has much more power to reach everyone else that's ever been touched by your business. Mm. That's what's flattening the marketplace. So when you do make that sale where you're like, you know what, I'm going to crank up the price. I'll crank up the perceived value, which is easy to do. If you want to just make a couple bucks, get out, you can. But guess what? You will feel horrible and it's not worth it. Today, if you start doing that, it'll be really quick when these people start talking and they know how to connect on channels that you're not even fully aware of. That message will go out quicker than ever. And at the end of the day, why would you even want to operate that kind of place? Like, and that's the whole uh, referral marketing. That's the whole uh, organic. It just it starts to leak. Transparency is going both ways. Like yeah, sure. You're going to see that anything that you do is going to be under the microscope a little yep. more. And every transaction you make, people will have a voice on where they're going to go have that conversation with other people considering that purchase. Uh, I guess you call it the, the, the zero... I forget the term Google called it, the, the zero point of purchase, where it's like before you make any purchase, sure. people Google things. People Google everything. Right? And yeah. if, if you took advantage of me through a sales process, it's not going to be long and it's quite easy for me to go on any kind of forum and ensure that your keyword, your product is tagged with terrible. I really think that's a key port, point there because even if people are struggling with this concept of loving their product mm. and getting it out there, mm. I think you've got to go back and say, well, actually... Have I got a bad rep? Have I got a bad name? Mm. If I continue to go down this way yep. with the with with the review sites out there today, mm-hmm. and the way that literally overnight you can you can be shut down with these kind of reviews, yep. maybe it's time to actually make an adjustment here. Absolutely, and it's the trend is going to keep going. It's going to become sure. more and more visible every time you decide to act unethical. Mm. So basically, you know, it, it's it's really you you can't get a you can't get a business or a transaction or a sale going. Unless you really believe and truly invest everything into this brand, because yep. it, you can't you can't fake the market. No, you can. Well, th- hey, let's be a hundred percent honest here for people listening, going like, you know what? I faked some stuff and I got away with sure. it. Sure, good for you. You know, you made a few bucks. But every time you're gonna go to bed, you're gonna realize that every time you make those sales. It doesn't feel right. And this is the position that I found myself sure. in. And I just realized, like, you see all these people that are, like, really high positions that are doing sales. You see these depression levels. Why do you think that is? When mm. people are, like, hotshot salesperson and they realize that every time they make a sale, it makes the world a worse place. You're seeing people hit depression. You're seeing all these, like, conflicts with their own personality. They're like, well, I'm doing a good thing. But, no, they're taking advantage of people. If you want to have a good night's sleep and a great life, start doing things that are good for the world. Amazing how yeah. we could talk all day. I think, <laughs> I think this so. is really great stuff. Um, let's um, let, let's let's leave one or two questions. So let's talk directly to the salesperson now yeah. um, that that doesn't own their own business. What's the kind of one tip that you'd leave with them and, and say, hey, this is what you can do to improve your sales? Yeah, to me, it, it goes back to the three loves. That's the okay. one I always bring it back. It's like, guys, if you're having issues with selling, it's because you have your own doubts of not feeling like you're good enough of a salesperson, you're not a good enough of a person. They say the resistance of the sale is always in the mind of the seller, not the buyer. Mm, so you got to start good, with yourself. Good, love good. yourself. You deserve this, okay? Now, second one is the love for the product. We talked about this. Yep. 
make sure that what you're selling you truly believe in and I'm talking about the true value and whatever you're doing to ensure that the perceived value is very close and slightly above the actual value you're going to start seeing that you can actually make transactions and be profitable doing it right. if not fix the product or adjust the price and third is love the customer and like every single transaction you're doing like imagine you're transacting with people you truly love and care about you're going to see that every time you make the sale you'll have a smile on your face and that'll make you such a better salesperson it'll take away all these limiting beliefs you have around sales and understand that guys guess what every time i do a sale i am making the world a better place because i'm delivering this amazing value and what i'm asking in return is even less amazing yeah thanks so much now um, <laughs> let's uh, where can where can people go now the next stage if they want to continue that process is there a lot of stuff on mind Valley around sales yeah well what we're doing right now is we're building this uh, this membership area where we actually have a ton of training and your training is included in yeah, there yeah. Um, so this membership you can start for a dollar if you just go to mindvalleyacademy.com look for consciousness engineering mind Valley membership yep. there's a one dollar trial there's over 50 hours of content and what it is is all the ways that you can reprogram your beliefs and see what systems and habits you can bring into your life to live extraordinarily. So if you guys want to check that out, you'll see some training great. I have there. I think there. that's a great point. You know, we're going back to actually just thinking about your own your own internal and then your actual sales skills mm-hmm. will shine much easier. Yeah, I actually have a particular training in there that talks about how to sell with love where I go even more deep in the subject. And that's your, your training? It is my training. Amazing. Yep. Check that out. <laughs> Thanks so much. It was a pleasure, Richard. Thank you. I'll see you guys next time on Industry Change. <laughs>